Welcome back to 7525. This is Vanessa. And this is Felicia. At least I didn't forget my name today. She <laughs> usually does. Yeah. yeah. It's been a few times, not just every now and then. It's quite a few. She just pauses. I have to look at her like, hey, that's where you say your name. <laughs> and then I have to edit it out because I'm like fucking dumb. <laughs> uh-huh. Every time. <laughs> so we have a special guest with us today. Hello. I am Jared. <laughs> Why do you keep laughing? It's fine. I'm not editing that out. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're like a telemarketer. You know? It's introducing yourself. Yeah. It's fine. Anyways. Okay. Do telemarketers introduce themselves? No. Sometimes. Maybe like those... Uh, Who calls you? I don't know. I don't answer my phone, so that's a great question. <laughs> Neither one of you do, so... Burn. <laughs> Fuck you. I have I'm standards. The, I'm not... <laughs> Like, As part of this, I don't want to edit out, but nobody else is going to get it. No. <laughs> Inside no. joke, it's fine. Uh, okay, just anyways. It's funny. Okay, so we wanted to have you on just to talk about your process and yeah. how you got started. Maybe, I know a couple of your thoughts about when you started therapy because you weren't the best listener from the no. get-go, but maybe a little before that and going into it. Yeah, so... Um... I know I had a few guys that had already been coming here, uh, and I was kind of bouncing some things off. I had a couple of things. Looking back now, obviously, there's a lot more than I realized, but um, I don't know how far back you want me to go before. But uh, looking forward, like when I got here, it was January of this year, and I was just I was already off work for an injury, and I just really wasn't in the right headspace, and I was going into knee surgery. Anyways, when I showed up, it was, uh, I just kind of wanted to see you, and you give me some tools and say, okay, cool, I can work on it. But um, I thought I was a little better at uh, being more discreet about my emotions and how I was being, but apparently I was not. I think the first couple sessions for me, it was really difficult just to grasp the idea of it. It was, uh, to me, it was kind of like an excuse. I remember leaving here a few times just being more angry than before. Mm. And I would call one of my buddies and just be like, this is all an excuse. It's all, it's all bullshit. I don't want, don't want nothing to do with it. And then I had my surgery. And then it went like probably three weeks before, I, two or three weeks before I came back in. And we started talking a little bit more about all the symptoms and tools between you and another buddy, two other buddies that have been through here told me, I think somewhere, I think there was colluding with all of you guys to get me to go to the retreat, but. Mm-hmm. You would never do such a thing like that. that that's manipulation. manipulation. There, there, was a, there was a lot of closings on, on all these different fronts. So then I finally committed to it. And then when I got to the, um, got to the retreat, it was. A blessing to be in our presence every day. Absolutely. You're so of. welcome. <laughs> Yeah, I would. Okay, maybe. Um, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. It was. It was. It was good. Um, the okay, first... wait. I feel like you skipped past it. What okay. helped you buy into that? Because going from individual therapy to jumping into a retreat is yeah. a pretty big fucking gap. Was so, there anything that helped or didn't help? So <laughs> yeah, I I think finally for me, I just had to. I, I had to get past the denial phase. I think it. Was, it mm. I was. I, I went. I think the first two months it was just a lot of. 
like I said, just a lot of excuses. Like maybe I'm just an asshole. I, I, I'm just, I'm just an angry asshole. I just, this is, this is me. I just need to not be that. Yeah. But, um, there was a lot, like what's the worst that could happen? Like I'd get some cool tools and, you know, I'd get to hang out and I not really hang out, but meet some people and just kind of get out of my house. It was kind of where it was in, um, a lot of selling from Felicia and my other, uh, my other buddies. And then I think, uh, I remember my wife walked by and I saw this big old long text message from one of my friends and she's like, what is that? I was like, so-and-so trying to tell me about the retreat. She's like, well, are you going to do it? I was like, I don't know. She goes, just do it. Mm. It's like, all right. And I think I, I, he made me text Felicia right then because I think it was like 8 o'clock at night or something. I, <laughs> you would have backed out if you let yourself go to the morning. I absolutely would have. And then um, so I texted her, and she was like, yay, put you on the thing. And, um, so when I got here, I, I didn't really say a word for like the first four days. I didn't really – we had a mm-hmm. very intense start like the first day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was pretty emotional for me just to kind of see some people that you're like, man, these guys are – the guys and they're hurting and then it started hitting more home to me mm-hmm. and I just wanted to sit and absorb a couple guys from my department did their speak speaking and then um, didn't really talk to them either I think it was Friday morning Thursday or Friday morning I kind of woke up looked in the mirror and I was like if I don't commit to it and just kind of focus and just try to be me I'm not going to get everything out of it that I should so I put on some music and Came walking in, singing Ario Speedwagon, and Vanessa's telling me mm-hmm. I sound like a dying cat. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Welcome. <laughs> shit. So, no, no, it's just like trying to boost my mood. And um, and then I came in and kicked you down. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's yeah. <laughs> what we do here. What's self confidence? <laughs> um, it's fine. But it was, uh, that's when I came in and just opened up and joined in the conversation and was kind of more interactive with it. Which was great timing, too, because then we had, like, you know, Giuseppe coming on, on Saturday, which was great. And he brought uh, – I mean, Friday or Saturday. Anyways, brought a lot of good energy, and that's mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. what I, I, I really, really enjoyed that. It helped me get to that place better. But going after going through it, too, is kind of um, – what was really hitting me pretty hard was as we started going more and through all the symptoms and everything, it just started seeing, like, man, that – that's what's happening. That's been happening to me. That's what's been happening to me. And I if never... you don't mind me asking, what symptoms oh, man. kind of stood out for you? Because we've talked about symptoms on the podcast before. Yeah. But I think when we say it, we try to give examples that we hear our guys saying. But I think for our listeners, sometimes it's good to hear what is your experience. For example, if irritability mm-hmm. was one of the ones that stood out, what does that look like yeah. for you? Because it looks different for everybody. So irritability for sure. And um, and I remember when I called Felicia and I just like anything my kids did, like, little things and it just made me feel like a bad dad mm-hmm. and I just was like I don't know why these things are making me so angry like um and with my wife too there was uh like I remember was, I think I was already in therapy and it, you know, maybe it was um at the retreat but I came home and just she just she would take the baby's diapers out in the trash bag and put them in the hallway and I would go get them and for some reason that one moment it just pissed me off that why is this just being left here no, mm-hmm. no rational reason. Um, some other ones were. Uh, I had night sweats a lot, oh, like okay. soaking my pillow mm-hmm. bad. At work, at home, didn't matter. I would wake up. I think 
for probably two, three years. I've been waking up at three o'clock in the morning. Just I wake up, I sit up. I don't know why I'm awake. I'm sweating. I roll over and go back to sleep. Yeah. Then I would yell at my captain for <laughs> turning up the <laughs> air conditioner. Did you touch it last night? So I didn't touch anything, dude. I was under blankets. And But uh, I was like, dude, I was sweating. And then, you know, I got on Google. It's like sweating in your sleep. I was going to die in three months. So then I just got yeah. off Google. Oh, so. uh, okay then. You're um, dying. Yeah. And then um, so those things. And then there was, there was uh, 1.2 that. I could hear a sound from a call and it was um, like the guy's head when I moved him, the sound of the guy's head hitting the concrete, mm. like that clay pot sound. I could just hear it in my head and it was, it would show up every, like every other day mm. and it went on for like a year, year and a half, just out of nowhere. But um, that I knew was definitely something, but you know. Just kind of, it's what we signed up for, right? It's what we're told. Mm-hmm. So you wanted to do this job, best job in the world. You asked for it. Do you get to deal with it kind of thing, so. Yeah. Um, and I think it also helped me to grasp where I was at, having a few guys that I know and really trust that have already gone through it. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I was bouncing things off them for probably a better part of six to ten months um, already. And they were just pushing me to to call and finally I, th- I think the the time I finally did call you Felicia was when um I just went for a general checkup for my uh for a new primary care physician and my blood pressure was um my like 150 over 100 something like that oh, and okay. I, I've never had high blood pressure really mm. like that so uh, he was asking me like my blood works fine everything like that he's like you stressed and I just started laughing <laughs> he's like why is that funny so i just rambled everything off he's like you should probably take a look at that because and see if we can get you leveled down and I called my assistant chief at that point and then he gave me felicia's number and i saw her the next monday i think it was thursday and i saw you like monday or tuesday and, was and there. your life changed and then my life Happy changed for the better yeah yeah. Wow, she must really need to pick me up today. She's just like <laughs> congratulating herself left and right. No, no, you guys have, uh, you guys, Dr. Jan, everyone's been really great on kind of not, at least for me, right? Um, can't speak for everybody, but even when I would have days where I came in, like terrible week, and you know, I got pissed off over nothing, fought with my wife or something stupid. She's looking at me like I'm crazy. And it's like, oh, well, work in progress, right? Yeah. So, because um, I would get myself down pretty hard on those things, because um, I, you know, have a good few days and yeah. revert back, and then the spaces became longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still have my moments, and they're not, they're not as bad, and I'm able to recognize it now, and I just kind of revert back to all of my things that I learned here, which really for me kind of narrowed down to just a few things that really worked for me. Because we like coming through here. There's a lot. Yeah. There's a mm-hmm. lot. There's a lot. And for me, it was like grabbing everything, throwing a bunch of shit against the wall, and what was going to stick. And I mm-hmm. just went each day. I did one thing. And was it giving giving me any kind of change? Mm-hmm. Uh, if I didn't see any kind of declination of my my adrenaline or actual body physically feeling, um, then it's such the next one, the next day. Yeah. And yeah. Eventually, for me, what kind of started working is I would physically ground myself. Like, I, 
put on some like like lo-fi music where it's just like some tones and beats nothing really like really calming yeah mm-hmm. and i just basically starfish out on the ground for like 10 minutes and that usually gives me pretty level but and and now I I can recognize it and I know like the kids are crying or there's all kinds of stuff going on. Um, I've gotten to a really good place of communication with my wife too. I was like, hey, I need I need ten minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she understands. Um, that's one thing the retreat did for me too, was it really helped me with the communication at home with my wife. That's one thing we struggle with because you know, this it's kind of who understands, right? Mm-hmm. There's, you know, she would come and tell me all about her day, ask me how work was, and I was fine. You know, there was uh, not really, what do you want me to tell you, you know? Yeah. You pick some up, put them in a body bag. <laughs> Exciting day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it really, it really distanced us in, in the communication factor, um, just in how I was feeling. Uh, so, so what would you say, because between, between individual therapy mm-hmm. and then the retreat, I'm sure you heard a shit ton of different skills, right? Yes. What would you say was like the first thing that really stuck for you and made a, made a significant difference? Okay, so there was um, one of the visualizations. So not all the visualizations really, really worked for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of had to find and do like my own kind of space, right? So I think it was Giuseppe that talked about the power washing, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So yeah. I loved that idea and I didn't... I don't do it as frequently as he, because he said he does it like a mental check day, like halfway through the day, kind of washes all negative stuff off. What I did, I started going to the gym because I started really buying in on the, you start taking care of your physical self, it'll also help your mental self and vice versa. Yeah. So I really, really dove into that and I was like, all right, I'm going to get up early in the morning, get to bed early. It's going to keep me from doing any kind of drinking at night because I'm going to want to get up and make sure I'm there. Then I got a buddy at the gym and text me every night hey see you at 0500 yep see you there don't ever tell i was just saying i will never like you enough to want to go to the gym at five o'clock in the morning i'll text you guys when i'm there (laughs) you can go ahead and do that i'm not gonna respond i won't even look at it you never (laughs) never respond at all um but yeah so i started doing that because then what i could what it would would help me with is let me go back a second i i realized a definite pattern for myself and my own my, my wife calls it my own psyche Mm-hmm. That's how she refers to it. She says, how's your psyche today? Um, good. Eh, it's okay. A little stressful. So um, mm-hmm. that's her mental check for me to see how I'm doing. Like a nice lighthearted way. Not like, yeah. are you fucked up today? <laughs> are you going to be an asshole today? Yeah, exactly. So That's usually what I ask her. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she's she's done such a great job. She's like, listen to your podcast. I think Dr. J is too. And found a couple other ones. And, oh, good. Oh, uh, cool. She's got a, like when I'm really spun up she found this little grounding technique she just kind of comes up and puts her hand on my arms kind of does a nice little gentle rub and kind of goes you okay and it gives me like a stop check and i look Mm -hmm. at her and i'm like no i need a minute she says okay yeah so um anyways what were we talking about before that all over the place the the one the one like stand out oh yes yes the 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 standout power washing okay so um i love power washing i do and it and it took me this really interesting place and i think i it was a very emotional time when i went through this whole thing it was um so i found i found like a a nature sound on like apple music and Mm -hmm. i would go work out and then i would go sit in the sauna for like 10 20 minutes afterwards and I would just listen to it and visualize just being like in a 
Pacific Northwest, um, kind of rainforesty with the stream mm-hmm. and ferns and just nice growth. And I would just be like walking through there, and that's what I would hear the sounds. And then I would just sit there, and then uh, I was in there. Oh, There's way too many people in there. I just didn't want. There's like 20 people in the sauna. I was like, uh. that's that's gross. Sat, yeah, it's gross. And so I sat in the corner. And I put um, put the sounds on, and then I was like, I'm going to try this power washing thing. So I put all these symptoms and things I've been doing up on, on this wall. And as I started washing it, like irritability, sleeplessness, um, everything just up there. I started washing it off, and then as I... Uh, not listening to your therapist? Not. Well, was no. that up there? No. Did you wash that away? No, because I was already listening to you at that point. So. Oh, okay. 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 I feel like Felicia really you wants didn't to talk about that. You didn't listen from the get-go. I didn't. I didn't. Um, That's I super fi- common, though. It is, it is it's, extremely I common. would say, like, the first three to four sessions are literally us going over the same shit because you guys don't fucking listen. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. But, yeah, so I started washing it off, and then as I washed it off, I uh, it started to turn into, like, a window. Okay. And then as, as I washed, it started clearing off, and then... I could visually see the window and everything was clean, just like a wall with a window. And then through the window, I could see that little forest that I had had in my head for just my visualization. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. So then I started looking at it and I opened it up and I could smell the fresh air and I could see it and so I could hear people. So I climbed through the window and then like everything got a little brighter. I was like, all right. So I started walking through the forest and I could hear more people and I could see like my wife and my kids and they're like laughing they're like dad come on yeah come on and i see friends and family that are just like all there it's like for me it was all this shit was just this barrier for me and the rest of my life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that was for me i walked out of there almost bawling in the sauna with some guy just sitting in a corner with his headphones on almost damn near crying right <laughs> so um i walked out and just sat in my car and just kind of absorbed it for a minute went home mm-hmm. and i didn't really talk about it but i was just kind of absorbing it for a little bit I yeah told my wife about it and kind of I think I told you Felicia too mm-hmm. finally we had the next and it was just it's been a very I was a very emotional one for me mm-hmm. and ever since then I haven't been able to go back to that place um so I think I think mentally for me it was just a place that was created in my head that took me to a thing that I needed yeah mm-hmm. and got me to that point to really realize what has been going on and where mm-hmm. I need to really be. Yeah. So um, that really helped a hard shift for me in really diving harder into the work and making sure it was, which I already was just not as aggressive, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But I was just very, very committed, and I just wanted more for myself and for my friends and family because they deserve, everybody, they don't deserve better. So do you still use the power washing at all now? Um, I haven't. Like I said, it, it's is I find it kind of difficult to go back to some of those because I think they were time and place thing for my head, mm-hmm. um, and and it, it had its place. I've tried to go back sometimes on some things, like just rough days or whatever. But it's life's not so stressful for me anymore. So everything's mm-hmm. kind of just the kids and the family, right? So I'm just it's a little easier. And then the days that are stressful, it's just kind of everyone's cranky and sleep or, you know, someone had a bad day and 
So then I, what I do is I just revert to like some of my grounding. It's like, okay, things are getting a little overwhelming for me and I can feel that little elevation, which um, before it would just be like someone's pouring a cup of water over my head and I would just feel a flood over my entire body and just boom, I'm, I'm hot. Mm-hmm. Now, So kind of going back to that before you yeah. rushed through it, how did or what helped you become more aware of, I guess, your scale, right? It's not zero to 100 anymore. You can fill that build up. What do you think helped with that? You know, I I don't know. I think time is a big one, mm-hmm. um, and starting to a lot of communication with my wife, and I have to, I had to really really communicate those things to her. Like, hey, you're probably going to see it before I recognize it for a while. No, oh, yeah. So absolutely, she, she was an integral part in really seeing some of those things, um, and really when I could, I know because I would start like moving the plates a little more aggressively oh yeah or a drive a little more aggressively or something like mm-hmm. some, like there's all these little indicators before i'm just like way up there yeah. well an awareness right because you would come in and say so this happened and i noticed yeah a lot of lines started with i noticed yeah so that you're right the awareness of it and you start feeling the effects and you and dr j really focused on what are your physical changes that you're that you're feeling. Um, for me, a lot of times, uh, it, they've started turning into like my my fingers would be bouncing, just mm-hmm. like my nail or anything like that. My mm-hmm. wife started noticing that too and would pick up on it. And she, whenever she would notice that, she would do that little pet, little grounding thing mm-hmm. and just be like, hey. Is that something you guys discussed prior? Nope, she came with a ball on her own. Oh, okay. And it is 100% work to 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, she, she just came up and and did it and that's what she does yeah. and it works well for her too so if she's having mm-hmm. a bad day or comes home she's just being grumpy for whatever reason i can go up to her and because it's a little more funny because then we just do a little pet and then <laughs> we laugh and it's like ah, mm-hmm. do you need a do you need a minute yeah okay do you want me to take over okay i'm gonna try that out on vanessa <laughs> i'm gonna hit her with something if she tries to fucking pet me <laughs> it'll be funny it is. It brings you down. It, and it, Usually our go-to is, do you want to go get coffee? <laughs> do you need a break? Um, yeah, so so she she started seeing it. So then I started being more aware. Like I said, I start, when you start, mm-hmm. when you show us all of the symptoms and everything to start looking out for and we start recognizing it, mm-hmm. um, when you're aware, everything just starts jumping out at you more and more and more. Yeah. And then you start noticing it earlier and earlier. And it was wasn't like a starts aligning kind of the yeah. pieces coming together and you get like a picture now versus always guessing like what yeah. the fuck is this and exactly or yeah. it feeling like it all hits at once because i've heard that many times too like oh it just comes out of nowhere yep. but but it doesn't it really doesn't no you just don't have the awareness to catch it coming beforehand right but that's exactly how it felt though yeah that's exactly how it was it'd be just sitting here well, cooking and without dinner. that knowledge why wouldn't it feel that way yeah and there was a lot of things too like uh, i think we talked about the cognitive distortion where um you just create things in your mind that are wrong. Mm-hmm. Something like my wife's mad at me for whatever reason, or that's wrong. It's just stupid. It's just, now you're just going to sit and dwell on it. Yeah. Then I'd just be mad for no reason. My wife's just like, what's wrong? 
Yeah. Well, you didn't say hi to me when you walked, or something arbitrarily ridiculous, Random. right? Doesn't make any sense to her. You didn't say hi to me, and now all of a sudden we're getting a divorce, and I'm going to live in a trailer <laughs> on my yeah. buddy plot. Just spiraling all the way down. Yeah. Um, then you realize you don't have a trailer? Yeah. yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I'm living in a tent. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the education and awareness of it changes your perspective, right? So yeah, you're exactly. able to step back and see, okay, so this happened, this happened, this happened. It's like an AAR of... Mm-hmm. Anything you're yeah. gonna do at the job, yeah. So you're just doing it for yourself, and something would happen. I'd step back. I'd sit there and think about it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I go back and talk to the wife. Sometimes I wouldn't. We've gotten a lot better about if we do get into a big fight. We now sit down and we talk about it, mm-hmm. whether or not one of us wants to. Um, but we make sure we have the time and distance on that too. Mm-hmm. So that's that's helped out a lot. Um, when she came in during the retreat, it really helped her gain a little bit more information and knowledge and awareness for herself as well to understand kind of what's going on. Um, well, I think that's big because there's so many times like, you know, guys like you are going through this, but their spouses never get any type of information. Yeah. So they're just going through this blind while you guys are like, you know, throwing shit at the wall and seeing yeah. what sticks. And they're just over there like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? Like, they didn't understand it before. <laughs> and now you're throwing random shit in there. Yeah. Why is he laying on the ground listening to music? What the fuck? Are, what the fuck is happening yeah. now? Right? He's it's, crazy. And the you thing know? Is, we're not we're not the best at explaining things. No. So what? Um, I would have never guessed. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we we would come. I, I'd come home from the retreat. She goes. So how was it? It's like well, I learned I have borderline depression and all these other things. She goes. It just seems like you keep coming home with a bunch of stuff that's wrong with you. Is all. I don't know how else to explain it. There's this curve, and then I live here, but most people are here. <laughs> and that sometimes you go here, but this is why I'm this way. So it doesn't make any sense. I don't know how to explain it to you. <laughs> it's, that was terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. It's like a five-year-old trying to explain an internal combustion engine, right? Like, mm-hmm. let's face it, most of our instructions in the fire service are pictures. So, <laughs> right? It's all so, making sense now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're physical so people. Not, you know, show mm-hmm. show us how to do it. Don't don't. I also edit. think that understanding creates empathy too. Because if they don't Correct. understand, they just think that you're being a dick. Which we are. I but. mean, yes, but at least you could kind of have some understanding. Like, he's, for the most part, he's not choosing to just be an asshole right now. Like something's going on. And that, for me, I think was the biggest struggle. And I remember being on the phone one day. I think it was even after the retreat. I'm not sure. It all kind of blends together. But I called my buddy, and I was just borderline yelling. I was like, this is all bullshit. It's stupid. I'm just going to go home, not come back. It's all bullshit, dude. I'm just an asshole. I, I, I'm just – this is just how I am. Yeah. And between him, Felicia, Dr. Jana, everybody just being like, just take time. Let's work through it. Take a breath. Mm-hmm. It's all part of the process. I was like, all right. Yeah, well, I just kept going like a week at a time. I'll just go a week at a time and just see where it goes. Then I start, you start seeing those little chunks. It's kind of like we talked about, too, with the compounding process, right? Like 1% mm-hmm. a day yeah. compounds mm-hmm. over. So um, now I get to a point where there's some things. I do find that there's some things that really still trigger me in some ways. And one is in traffic, especially if my family's in the car. Oh, yeah. If someone causes any sort of possible concern to my family or my vehicle when they're all in the car i lose my mind mm-hmm. that is something i'm still that has just happened a couple of months a month or two ago anyways my wife was like hey we're fine yeah calm down like all right good 
I have seriously like thought before this isn't going to be actually a good thing at all, <laughs> just so you know. But like when my girls are in the car and someone cuts me off, I want I want to like pull them over and like, yeah. hey, can you apologize to my kid that you didn't care about her life? Yeah, I'm just like, can you do that real quick? <laughs> no, I was because that's how mad I get too. Yeah, I'm like if it was just me, like okay, fuck you, I'll flip you off. Yeah, but like. I'm in a fucking minivan, bro. (laughs) (laughs) You know? That's why you're getting cut off. (laughs) Like, bitch. (laughs) Well, and see, that's the thing, too, is that my mind will start going back to, like, I have everything that I've seen. What could possibly happen? We're going 10 miles an hour. It doesn't matter. Nope. You put my family in danger, and I am lit. And then um, if my sleep gets interrupted for too much, that's the other thing that, that I'll start losing control in the morning. Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. when the kids aren't sleeping, like day two days, by day three or four, it's just not. Yeah. Like my my tolerance level goes. Speaking of sleep, has your sleep changed at all from the beginning to now? I am sleeping all night. I have not had a night's sweat since April, May. Wow. Yeah, for a long time. Um, I don't wake up at three o'clock in the morning anymore. I sleep right through. Like, mm-hmm. Sleep like a baby. Yeah. Until mm-hmm. my babies wake up, and then I gotta get up. Yeah. I'm sleeping very well. That was the other thing, too, that I didn't talk about um, seeing things. I, I would see one of the symptoms I had before, too, is um, something remind me of a call. Mm-hmm. And then I'd spiral. That call would lead to another call, lead to another call, and everything would, like, rapidly flash like a Rolodex in my head. Mm-hmm. I could just see, you know, just all boom, 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 boom. And then I would just sit there, and then, oddly enough, later that day, I was angry about the color of the wall was or something. Like, irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. So how'd you deal with that? So that one, I really focused on closing the calls out. And then um, I tried a few things like going back to the call and reframing it in some way. I found that a little bit more stressful, like trying to go back to it. Okay. Um, I really focused on the call came to my head. I would just look at it and like, like I stopped like visually thinking about it, imagine stopping the image and then say, look, the call's over. I remember that call being over because I wrote the report or we went back to the station. I know I'm not at the call now because I'm here. That's done. I don't need to think about it anymore. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're, we're not, we're not going to think about it. I'm not. And then, I, then it started becoming, a, I condensed that down to myself. And then as new, new ones kind of pop up every once in a while, mm-hmm. I just close my eyes and I, I just kind of do like this little hand soup and I put my hand down and I'm just like, I'm not. That's, uh, what did I say? I'm not there anymore. That was it. I condensed it down to that. Mm-hmm. And, and I noticed that they just started all falling out. And then there'll be some things. I try not to watch the news too much anymore. Dr. Janet made me unfollow all the news outlets on the social medias. It's probably a good thing. Yeah, good. yeah. yeah that, there was a, a time when I saw like a really bad wreck that would have been my area or I would have been on it and think my heart rate didn't come below 90 for two days ouch yeah yeah so that was still pretty early in the process too so but all that stuff kind of started teetering away a little bit I think the mm-hmm. time away really helped put things in perspective and kind of see how it was but I mean a lot I can self-talk a lot of negative self-talk apparently was what I was told by someone I'm not mentioning names but mm-hmm. yeah I I was pretty bad on the self-talk. I was like, I can't do this. I can't do that. It was whatever. I'm just a dick. It is what it is. It was accept it. Like, yeah. You're not going to change me. You're not going to fix me. Whatever. Had you, you tried know? therapy prior to coming to this program? No. 
Okay. Nope. And it was not something that I even really remotely thought was going to be on my radar. Okay. I know people that have, and they were like, hey, you probably should look at this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. Fuck you. You don't know me. Yeah. I'm I kind of feel bad for people who have never had therapy and come straight into someone like us. Yeah, it's pretty. Our first session was like two hours. Yeah. That was a long day. Yeah. No, the first a... sessions usually are longer. Mm-hmm. But you did, I mean, I'm not telling you did a good job, but you did a pretty good job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to give you, you kudos, well, the, but well, it was the, all right. The, the, first, the first hour was, was essentially you just kind of calming me down, dishonoring me to to kind of relax mm-hmm. and I can, I can visually see the entire session. And then I remember you start like, as soon as you said, so what brings you in? I was like, That's all gone. I remember that mm-hmm. my head sunken into my jacket and that was, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think a lot of therapists and to be a therapist, you have to do your own hours, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if you know that, but we have to do X amount of hours w- with the therapist. We have to take, we have, take therapy we, we have, have to, to do, do therapy. counseling um so seeing how other therapists work and you know going through school and watching how they mm. fucking role play and shit and then going to how we work i i'm sure some people might seek therapy and think like oh i'm gonna go and get this nice lady who's going to support me <laughs> motivate me and say i'm doing great and then let uh, me sit on the couch and my clients are not allowed to sit on my couch and then they fucking <laughs> walk into us yeah like that's my couch, and I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know. At least, I, obviously, I didn't come and see you, Vanessa. But no, at least, no. at least with Felicia's, you weren't like that for a while. You're just kind of very matter of fact, and just kind of. There's a lot of education in the beginning, mm-hmm. and you're trying to give me a couple little tools here and there, sprinkled out, um, sprinkled in there. But it was just a lot of education and helping me really, like I said, kind of do an AR of, of anything that's happened and what's mm-hmm. going on and gain the awareness. I don't think it really took hold until I got into the retreat. I think the I think retreat is fantastic. There's so much, so much information and the science behind everything and, and the mm-hmm. whys. And I think understanding the why it's happening, it helps you get to the part of, okay, this is a thing and helps you want to fix it and helps give you the motivation to, because some guys will just that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. Some guys might need it and some thinking they're scared because they don't, you know, some guys can't come back from this. Some guys can. It just kind of depends on the person. But So for those, for people listening that are interested in possibly a retreat or interested in therapy but haven't haven't went that route for whatever reason, stigma or just worried about what type of person they're going to get or what type of retreat it is, what mm-hmm. would be your advice? So a lot of the, a lot of the pushback I get from some people is they don't want to, they don't want to deal with comp. They don't want to file a comp claim. And I, the first thing I tell them is don't, you don't have to. I mm-hmm. reach out to EAP or whatever similar department has mm-hmm. and just get three sessions and, and see, because all the ladies there will tell you whether or not you are going to need it or not. Maybe you're just kind of teetering and just kind of need a little help on something and that's it. But you don't know until you know. Um, mm-hmm. I find that some people that aren't really wanting to do it really just want the education without the involvement to kind of try to keep that distance. You'll never get as much from it that you think just from that education without the involvement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you have to actually do the work. Do the work and have the interactive conversation, I think. Uh, yeah. Because listening to a podcast about something 
is far different than coming to have a conversation with one of you guys or being at the retreat or anyone for that matter. Um, mm-hmm. Well, just, that's because we can um, we can individualize things, right? So correct. somebody says like, oh, well, you, you said this, so I'm going to try it out. And we're like, for what situation exactly? And they start talking. We're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. You well, don't do that. We're going to do this. So there's some, I know some guys that were for different apartments, but um, have asked me about it. They've turned around and started using some journaling or something like that, that they've learned from either podcasts or other, other friends. And they want to, a lot of people I notice want to try some of the tools themselves before they make the commit. Some guys at work, sometimes it doesn't. And I think that for those people listening that may be teetering, don't really want to try to avoid it. I think the biggest thing that that's a key indicator for you personally is if you got guys around you that are noticing some changes, especially the guys that are at the station or close to you. Um, mm-hmm. I think it probably is time to make a phone call and I'd be happy to walk anybody through the process if they're hesitant on it and, and how mine went. Cause that's what I did. I, as I went to EAP before I did any mm-hmm. paperwork, and I think you and me argued about file comp paperwork too. I was like, I, <laughs> I'm not doing it, not doing it. I don't want to do it. Don't want to mm-hmm. do it. Um, it's like, hey, is this a work thing? This is a thing. It's like, it's not a thing. Just tell me what to do. <laughs> you know, you want me to tell uh-huh. you to do something? It's kind of a thing, Jerry. It's like, whatever. You don't know. So, uh, <laughs> so um, I, I, I strongly encourage anyone just to do the EAP and don't don't tell anybody. Nobody in the department has to know. Nobody has nobody know. That's the thing with EAP, right? Nobody, mm-hmm. nobody should know. That's the thing. So yeah, that and I know, um, like you got my number directly. Yes. But if you go through the EAP or your insurance, you might get like a whole list. Yes. Of clinicians to call who might not even be taking clients. Yeah. Who who knows? But I think it's important to remember that therapists are not a one size fits all. No. So if your first one, you're like absolutely not. Keep keep going down the list. I just had someone ask me this morning. Well, um, if I if I try one of you speaking to me and a colleague and I don't like you, do I get to switch? <laughs> yes. Trust me. Our feelings will not be hurt. Mm-hmm. We are not short on clients. No. We will not be sad. At the end of the day, therapy is supposed to be about you. Absolutely. So I mean, if it's very common for good people fit, to bounce. And it's a very yeah. personal experience. Yeah. It's a very personal experience. Yeah, um, definitely. I'm sure you could think of many, many guys that would not get along with me at no. all. No. And that's just the better fit you are with the clinician, the better your experience is going to be. Some people need a more direct approach. Some people need a softer approach. And I think mm-hmm. all of you guys have a healthy balance any which way you, you guys really want to go. Um, I think you're the first person that said that. She's usually more the asshole. Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, it goes without saying, but... <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but really though, like it, it just needs to like some everyone. It's a very. Can we personal just clear experience. the air for a minute though? And, She's um, so like fucking bitter like, about this. Yes, you've yes, never I really am. been an asshole to I, me. Okay, and in, in a mean way. And <laughs> mostly. Uh, okay, but if I was an asshole, the, you needed it. True. So, <laughs> I just want to say because everyone says I'm the mean one, but I think she is mean as well. So. <laughs> See, I haven't had any sessions with Vanessa, so I but don't. But you've I talked can't. to her so much. I have not. Not what? really. Kind of. Not really. She pops into our sessions all the time. She just joins. She's like, "Hey guys." <laughs> Sometimes. But um, yeah, 
but it's but it's different, right? So it's different personalities, different tactics and ways you guys do it. Oh, so yeah. that's that's the thing that it's it's such a personal experience that someone may not want that direct. Someone may like a middle ground direct. Why'd you motion towards her? Because because <laughs> I'm nicer. Why is this so consistent? In a different, it's just a different delivery, and some people need it in different deliveries. And I. I if it makes you feel any he better, is going to be a good realtor. <laughs> Look at this. But if it makes you feel any better, two of my clients went golfing together and literally were talking about how fucking mean I was to them. I was like, damn, I guess I need to be a little nicer to the little bitches. <laughs> no. Well, if you were mean, they needed it. Uh, that's what I said. Sometimes but, you just need tough love, right? Right. Did you really go to the golf course, spend that money, and use your happy time to yes. talk about my therapist and mean to me? <laughs> that's the sad part. That's what's sad. <laughs> Apparently, I must have been extra just fucking mean or something that way. Calm down. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mean to me. Fucking deserved it. I wouldn't say I'm mean. I I can't say honest. We don't talk about you guys like that. We just laugh and tell tell them it's like at the retreats like watching a sitcom. (laughs) Which is I mean it is. But you got you guys facilitate the conversation very well and and get people engaged and that's that's the big thing. Um it is like pulling teeth when guys don't talk. It Mm -hmm. like it is by far like one of my worst nightmares like we had one retreat where i was oh my god if this doesn't end soon like i i might quit (laughs) well and i i think the best way to make people feel more comfortable and like they can open up and talk is for us to be comfortable and us being comfortable is probably us being really honest which might come off as asshole and being sarcastic and we joke a lot and I, I think that's how a lot of people are that we work with anyways, right? Correct. So you guys them operate off our humor and so sarcasm yeah. and dark Absolutely. humor, right? Absolutely. And that's the thing, too, is that um, you guys engage and relate to us in a, in a really good way that makes us feel comfortable, like like we're t- at the station talking mm-hmm. or any, anywhere mm-hmm. with any of the guys. And I think that it's different because people have in their minds that, okay, I'm going to go to therapy. Like you said, it's laying on a couch. I'm just going to mm-hmm. talk. Well, how does that make you feel? Like. No, we have an actual engaging conversation, conversation yeah. and mm-hmm. you guys, do you, do you think that was a good fucking choice? Well, <laughs> I guess not. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Didn't how'd end? that fucking work out yeah, for you? Yeah, <laughs> that's essentially, yeah, and how'd that uh-huh. work out for you, Jared? I, yeah. <laughs> I just put my foot in my mouth now. Anyway, but yeah, no, that, I mean, that's the thing is that I think that, obviously I'm partial here, right? But if anybody needs any kind of help, I think it they need to do some sort of conversation, at least with anybody that's been through it. Mm-hmm. So that way they can have a little bit of a foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's some guys that have asked me about it and said they have a couple issues and just asked me for some things. And I just try to, mm-hmm. I've had guys call me at times, just be like, dude, I don't know what to do. This, this, that, and the other things going on. I'm like, okay, yeah. take a breath. I, you know, I, I tell them just to do the simple grounding. Like I do. It's like, this helps me just take, like, give 10 minutes, listen to some mm-hmm. real low beat music and, breathe yeah because a lot of times you know kind of we talked about earlier with the spiraling everything bad is going to happen mm-hmm. the yeah. worst possible scenario is going to happen um and then when i talk to some other like those guys will listen to some other guys like i've got guys that other people are calling me about like hey you should call this person I'm like hey buddy how you doing oh i'm good mm-hmm. good yeah of course you sure about that yeah yeah no it's a little stressful that's all right i always love that especially when people come in and I'm like, so what brings you in? Like, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. 
okay, well, we could fucking go without and do nothing and just sit here and fucking stare at each other. <laughs> <laughs> or you can tell me and we could do something. Either way, like, I'm going to get paid for this hour, yeah. so... Which, At one point, I told one of my clients, I was like, asshole, but. if you don't come in with a fucking list of things to talk about the next time I see you, I was like, we're going to have some problems. I was like, because I'm not going to sit here in silence again. Yeah. He started coming with a list and he's Good. doing way better. Good. And see that, <laughs> I think that's the heart. Like, I mean, for you, like, I reached out, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I was pretty kind of open, I guess, the first couple of times. At least to, to some, some extent. Not Maybe not the full extent, but the gist for you. I, I I had one guy tell me like I don't even know what, to, what am I gonna tell him? They're professionals, man. They do this for a living. I think mm-hmm. they'll help guide you through it. Mm-hmm. And you talk a lot anyways, as it is, buddy. But so I don't think you'll have a problem with it. Um, but there's there's some people going through the retreat um, and then looking back and and you can just see the guys, the guys that you know. I just had a conversation with another person that came through here and he was back at back of the station and talking to somebody and they're like. They started talking about something. He just he's like, "Yeah, oh, I, I see it, buddy." Like to himself, not to the mm-hmm. guy, because the yeah, guys get really yeah. defensive. Oh, I don't got that shit. Dude. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's it's a, it's an issue. It's a big issue, and I and I think part of it too is it's just well, it's what you signed up for. It's like yes, we, it's what we signed up for. And same thing with guys going in the military. Everyone signed up for it, but you know they I, don't they don't really tell you what extent. you're signing up for they they don't put it in the fine print of like hey you're actually going to see this this and this and you're probably going to experience these types of symptoms like are you still sure you, you want to sign up for that oh and you'll probably end up with like two or three divorces for x amount of fatalities yeah, yeah. and How also you when you retire you're probably only going to live for three to five years if anybody actually really knew what they were signing up for nobody fucking so just sign right here on the dotted line right yeah and there's like, the whole tomorrow. golden handcuffs thing though too yes. right it's like, oh you get this great retirement get this great schedule but is it really that right uh, it the job is great the, it is a good job because in that no the i thing, think it is a good job i'm just saying like i don't think like the retirement and all the benefits that it, is offered to some extent are as amazing as people make it out to be I, well i i know it's um someone was just talking to me about this this morning god i feel like i've talked to a lot of people today and it was mostly you. Anyways, um, so, someone was just telling me like how it's, <laughs> how it's actually gotten worse. Like it used to be better. Yeah. Uh, call volume is I increasing mean, like, every year. I retirement and everything. Ours is, oh, I mean, that, it depends on where you're at. It depends, uh, yeah, on, it depends, it depends on where, on where you're at. at. The, like, the state's at 50, got... At 55, at 57. Yeah. Which so, is fucking insane when you think about the yeah. impact it has on your physical body. Could you imagine... Uh, 65. And I'm, I'm sorry. There's probably people that are not doing that great if there are 60-year-olds listening to me right now that are doing this job and still out on a fucking engine. But could you imagine what that's doing to your body? Yeah. Could you... I mean, seriously, could you imagine being 60 out there just to fucking engineer? Pulling a hose? Yeah. Yeah, no, fuck no. that. My 37-year-old body cannot pull a goddamn hose. <laughs> Keeping up with the 22-year-old new yeah, recruit no. that's right there. 20-year-old. <laughs> and then you're like, no, I'm not going to die in three to five years after I retire. Yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, you probably won't. You're probably going to die within you're the next 30 days. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. It's <laughs> no, really I, morbid. But. I, I mean, and that's the thing, too, is, is I, I think that it's the camaraderie. It's, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I went back, like, I signed my paperwork for my medical retirement, not related to this, it was for my knee. Yeah. But um, when I went back to get my stuff from the station, it was, uh, you know, sitting around the counter drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, mm-hmm. it would be like, my body hurt, like, my knee is wrecked. And it would be so easy for me just to fake it again and come back. Because I was faking it for 
few years and nobody except like my partner or maybe one or two other people knew how bad mm-hmm. my knee was. Yeah. Um, and it'd be so easy just to say, I, I, I'll tough it mm-hmm. out. Nope. Mm-hmm. I want to go back. Cause it, it was just, it feels so good. Especially with the right group. Again. Oh yeah. my, man, it was great. Those guys that were there, we just had breakfast and coffee for like an hour and a half and it was, mm-hmm. it was great. It's that is what the draw is. But the thing is, is we've, Things change. Yeah. Um, guys get disgruntled on things like that. And I just had a mm-hmm. conversation with the guy from work. You know, he's, he's a younger guy. He'd been only been there maybe five years, something like that. He goes, you know, all these guys keep getting upset. The job's still the job. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. We're still going to do some shitty situations. But we're still going to do the same job we did last year and the year mm-hmm. before. All the other stuff is just noise. I don't listen to it. So... I was like, that's a good attitude to have. Smart. He goes in and just, hey, we don't have any negativity here at this, on the shift of the station. So if I have mm-hmm. to ask you twice, I'm going to step outside and you can find me over here. So I, I think that's a really great attitude to have. And he was actually asking oh, yeah. me about some things as far as the PTSD side goes. And I was like, hey, man, you want to talk? I'm wide open. Yeah. If you mm-hmm. want some things. For me, looking back, if we start with some education, just getting some classes and mass classes to these departments. Mm-hmm, the yeah. recognition, is that a word? Recogniz- recognition. Recognition of... Why do I feel weird saying it too? It does feel is weird. That a, you want me to Google this right now? I don't know if that's a word. No, that's a word. We make up lots recognition. of words on this Recognition. 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 I think it's recognition, not recognition. <laughs> recognition. The recognition. <laughs> recognition. So I told Fuck. you words aren't strong. Keep anyway. And it doesn't have to take it to the extent of going to comp or coming in and we can reduce some of those industrial things. And maybe it's just you're not, you don't have to be off for all this time to try to really crash course your therapy. Maybe it's just a, uh-huh. hey, look, you know, you are kind of having some symptoms. Let's maybe just get you in a retreat, get you some tools, get you some sessions and yeah. get you back. Oh, and we've had so many people, and I'm sure you heard it during the retreat because it's it's said every time. But the stuff we're teaching during the retreat, for at least the retreat we work in, it's not therapy. It's not like kumbaya, hold hands, oh, yeah. that group thing. It is very educational. So we've yeah. gotten a lot of feedback of, you know, I wish this was in the academy. Like this yes. should be at the beginning. We've heard that yeah. a lot, and it is something we are trying to work on. Well, but it would be nice. It, it should be 100% taught firefighter one that should talk about this. It, I know it wasn't talked about in mine. Yeah. Um, new new high recruits departments should be. I know there's some departments that are talking about it, but mm-hmm. I've got a um, a buddy that's, that's you know, mid-20s that's getting into the fire service now that went to a department, and they did station visits, and um, they told him, hey, we don't talk about that stuff here. I was like, that's not a good culture. Because yeah. it's it's... And, but relatively speaking, though, too, I mean, it's only been a presumptive thing since, for what, two years? It's only really being recognized lately? Yes. Um, so I think now that it's getting out and people are starting to recognize and understand it, there's like, hey, yeah, we really need to get this information out. Because mm-hmm. think of how many marriages, uh, friend, like guys, heads, everything that could be saved in a better mm-hmm. way. Because it's just it snowballs. Yeah, time to be more proactive. And I think people are starting to jump on that board of being proactive about it instead of reactive. Mm -hmm. But it has been a very reactive thing for so long. Absolutely. And if we get ahead of it on the other side, I mean, 
you guys wouldn't have to have someone coming in not saying a word, right? That doesn't mm-hmm. want anything to do with it. Because then it just feeds more. Like, guys get so upset and they go home, and get pissed off at the wife, and go back to work because, hey, they mm-hmm. understand me. They don't know. My wife doesn't know. I, oh, I yeah. Just go back to work. Work overtime. Do you know how many times I've heard, oh, well, we got to fight. I'm gonna, fuck it. I'm just going to pick I'm up a day. Pu- I'm going to pick up some OT. Yeah. 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 Oh, you're on I'll, vacation and, and the wife is literally like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I heard that. I, I never, I never did that. But, um, you know, and then there was looking back to, you know, things were a little different for me though, too, with, um, my son, when my son was born, it really changed a lot of things for me because he was born in 2019 and then in 2020 with the pandemic and everything that started and people weren't sending guys out of County, mm-hmm. our department was sending a lot of guys. Um, I didn't work that much. But I did it in a very condensed time. I only did it over like a few months, not throughout the year. Um, mm-hmm. And there was one point where I think it was three weeks. In three weeks, I had two days off or three days off in those 21 days. Ouch. And my son was one. And I was just like, man, I love my job, but I don't not enough to miss my kid this yeah. much. So then yeah. I, I, I had all this extra time. So then I got my real estate license. I was doing that on the side. And but I still wanted to go to work. So kind of did both and I kind of stepped took a step back there but having my kid gave me a lot of perspective because when it was just me and my wife it was hey we got nothing else if we got nothing going on I'm gonna work to me it was just another day of overtime what I realized for her was it wasn't just another day of overtime it was another day of me being gone yeah Mm -hmm. it wasn't just another day of me being at work Mm -hmm. Uh, and that really I I really had to grasp that and kind of focus on that too because it's different for them than it is for us. Yeah. So um, when I when I looked at that perspective, I was like, okay, I kind of see why she's just a little mad that I'm here for a week. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. You know, everything else is on her. Yeah. So to me, I'm just like, oh, money, work, yeah, woo. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of work, and then you mentioned real estate, and mm-hmm. I'm assuming I'm gonna go into like life outside of work. Hobbies. What do you? What were you doing, if anything? So. And what are you doing now? So up until. Um, I got placed off on comp. I didn't really have any hobbies. I would go to work, come home, take care of the kids. Okay. And then the first six months, I think for the first six months I was at home, uh, we had no childcare. So, Oof. yeah, I got thrown from I my knee was swollen to the size of a grapefruit, so oh. I couldn't really do much of anything because I was in so much pain. But uh, my kids were little, so I would wake up, take care of the kids all day. Wife would come home, put them to bed. We'd hang out, have some wine, go to bed. That was it. Yeah. Then when the kids kind of got in school, I started going to the gym. Then I would kind of, I don't really have, it's going to sound bad. I know you guys are going to yell at me, but I don't really have any I'm not your therapist. She could yell specific <laughs> hobbies that I really kind of, kind of try to do. But it, um, I think I would, I think I would just, uh, I got to a point where I, I got really frustrated because I was on comp for so long. That oh yeah. It, it just felt like I was in this limbo place of, I can't go back to work mm-hmm. and I can't go work somewhere else. I'm just here. So then I just kind of started playing video games for a lot. And then I got really sucked back into the state of isolation of just not even wanting to leave the house, yeah. which was really easy to do because I was just like, go yeah. home, go drop the kids off, come home. Mm-hmm. Now, now that I finally separated from the department and I'm now kind of turned loose I guess able to move on to the next chapter yeah that'd be a great way to say it so now I'm able to move on and close that chapter and kind of move to the next one I took two weeks just for myself my family and just kind of 
sat and had Thanksgiving and did our thing. And now mm-hmm. I, as of Monday, I jumped back into the real estate office. Got a great team, great, great partner and great mm-hmm. team lead. And I just feel so good having essentially another purpose, right? It sounds bad, yeah. but, and, um, no, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. No. And, and I think, and Wolf Lucia's dad talked about that in the past two episodes well, of having yeah. a purpose yeah. and like yeah. doing something productive. And it, but, it, and I felt terrible saying it because, you know, my purpose at that, that for the last year and a half is to be a dad and be home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just an additional purpose. I know. I, purpose yeah. Purpose within yourself. Yeah. And I, and I think that, uh, at least for like our lines of work, like us and law, that it's, it's a service mentality. Like mm-hmm. we want to be able to serve people in some way. Yeah. Um, and at least with real estate, I, I, I get to still do that in a good way because mm-hmm. there's, mm-hmm. you know, it's business. There's a lot of shady people out there and I could still at least be someone that has ethics and yeah. be able to yeah. be there. I already told you when I get ready to sell. Yeah. Come help me buy gotcha. my house. <laughs> I would, I would say though, you did kind of have hobbies that just, maybe it looked a little different. Maybe you were going out and having a drink and watching the game with buddies or you, you really got By the way, drinking fitness. is not a hobby. Just clarify. A beer is fine. Drunking is not hey, a hobby. Drunking if, is not a hobby. As wine <laughs> tasting is a hobby. a hobby. So In moderation, yes. It's called tasting and it's classy. Okay. Drinking, not drunk. Bourbon. It's fine. Bourbon tastings. It's classy because it's a yes. tasting. Yeah. 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 Coffee tasting. <gasps> we should go coffee tasting. That's fun. Yes. Um, not but yeah, today, I, we, though, we did. He's already a crackhead. Yeah. <laughs> Another day, though. <laughs> no, we had um, my you, wife you and I did, did do a good amount of stuff, though, right? We do. We do you a lot of stuff. You got really into the healthy eating, which I hated because I wanted you to eat stuff with me during session. Yeah, you kept no, turning down. Everybody, everybody, that was really, yeah. really low cal- caloric deficit. Yeah. I was really tired. Your body is fucking running on fumes. <laughs> yeah. But it you was... did do a lot of stuff that actually distracted you and kept you I interested. did I did and that and that was probably around April or May so I, had, I went to the March retreat and then April or May is when I kind of dove into it mm-hmm. oh okay yeah okay. that's when I that's when I really kind of hit it and then I was really focused on that you know I was really trying to make sure I got out because that was one thing my wife was trying to hammer me on like get out of the house go and you do started something. dressing like a normal human being you remember that no. what were you wearing before that you got your the is it built? Yeah, I got the. Remember built, when you got yeah. the t-shirts? You started coming in looking like. Well, yeah, I was like I call it Jared 2.0, so I was kind of yeah, like trying to play with different like styles. So I was just like boots and a jeans and a shirt. Um, so I, my normal person dressing. Yeah, so I found the built and I ordered some, and then my wife got me this jacket, and it's so comfortable and it's warm because it's so cold in here. The first time. Are you, you really that cold right now? No, not anymore. The first oh. time you wore like normal shoes, you asked me. You're like, "What do you What do you think? Does yeah. this look weird?" <laughs> yeah, I was trying. I'm like, my wife found them for me. We were went to, <laughs> okay. We went, so your wife is dressing you like a well, kind of. Like, well, he yeah. needed help. <laughs> I did need help. That was the thing. Yeah, because we went to like what is it, Nordstrom Rack or whatever. She's like, "What about mm-hmm. these?" I was like, "I think I like those." She goes, "You should do these and see how they work." It's like, okay, let's well, do that. Well, I think that feeds into the whole finding you outside of the job. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. It is. Um, and I still have my boots, and I still put my boots on, and, mm-hmm. and uh, still dress like that, and I'm just kind of out doing my thing or going mm-hmm. somewhere that I probably shouldn't wear nicer clothes. But but now you have your... And they're more a little more comfortable in my boots and better on my knee because my boots, if I wear them... Mr. Realty clothes? Yeah. Looking all spiffy? Well, casually professional. That's what I like to say. <laughs> So, so I, can, I agree with that. I, I can go out to, to lunch. I come in here looking like bums if we want. It's great. <laughs> and you guys I do. I mean, just to be honest. I'm probably the, of the worst looking therapist. I always wonder, like, do people expect to come in here and I'm supposed to be in, like, slacks and, hmm. you know? 
don't know. Especially during the winter when it starts getting cold and like BDUs and the biggest, fluffiest, oversized yeah. hoodie I could find. With my blanket and my yeah. yeah. When it starts getting cold, it was like 30 degrees this morning. Yeah. It is cold. It is First of all, cold. it's cold as fucking in this office. I told here, you. Round. I know. That's why you guys have like four heaters in each of your rooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Probably why you have all the candles too, a little bit of heat. I oh, I almost set the building on fire last night. I got why down the street you? and I was like, oh, I didn't fucking turn out that <laughs> candle. Sure enough, came back in. It was like, it, well, it's almost already empty anyway. So like no, you light it for Did you say turn off the candle? <laughs> Did I? <laughs> turn it off. Yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't blow it out. I put the lid on. So it is like turning it off. Yeah. It suffocates <laughs> it. <laughs> Anyways, you're in a way different space now. Oh, man. I And now... And going back to like life after the fire department, like you said, um, once I once I got back, I can I can feel a huge change since Monday, like going into the office, and mm-hmm. and I haven't even really done much. These it's just like kept like systems have been updated. I'm reacquainting my systems. I had to re-input all my information, get lists moved over, all this back end stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, got yourself a fancy new iPad. I did get a fancy new iPad, which is business um, cards. Yeah, business cards. I got all these these cool like big boy things, you know. Mm-hmm. Which I was gonna get something else instead of the iPad, but my wife was like, "I think this is probably a better play." I'm not well, saying what, she was right, but get? she had a good idea. What were you gonna get? I was gonna get a drone for filming um, properties and marketing. Oh, so you had to choose. Well, I feel like the drone will be a good purchase at some point at yeah. later yeah my yeah, daughter just got a drone for her birthday me. and she's been flying it around the house to practice and it takes pictures and crap and i was because i was looking <laughs> on their phone that's fucking like, creepy but okay random fucking pictures on here it's yeah. from their drone yeah no they're pretty cool they're fun but um i have other friends i have friends that i can use theirs um if i really need to do it and yeah in between they're using it so mm-hmm. i have access to it and this has been it's been like two days two you're gonna be able to get so much done on the ipad that's That's a good first purchase and it's easy to move around and she's had Mm -hmm. one my wife's had one for a while from work and it's just clean she can take it go to the coffee shop do wherever she's at it's just an easy mobile thing yeah and i was like ah all right you're right have everything right there right, but to stare at your phone yeah exactly zoom in on shit yeah Mm -hmm. so i got that and Mm -hmm. i think tomorrow's gonna be a good dive day back in the office but i can just feel Good. like i went home early one day and i was like oh man i got a free time i used to play video games i was like nah i could probably work on something yeah so i did i went and sat on the business and i can just feel mm-hmm. like i'm excited to go back home see the kids i'm like in mm-hmm. a good mood my wife's coming home she's had the kids screaming in her car for 10 minutes she's like oh and i'm like hi <laughs> <laughs> guys. today's been great it's been a great day saw people I talked to people. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Which is, I, I just, I like to be out and engaging with people. It's very mean. And mm-hmm. sometimes I think, at least for, I don't know how this, if it was like this for you, but I have guys when they get to the point of being so burnt out, so stressed out, so done with the job because you guys are working with the public so much that like, I fucking hate people. I don't yep. want to be around them anymore. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to talk to them. They're stupid. Yeah. Like everybody lacks common sense. And then when you finally start cooling down and I, yeah, some do lack common sense, Felicia. You guys can't see your face, but yeah, you know when you finally cool yourself down and get yourself somewhat situated, get mm-hmm. some better skills, you find that like, no, you still like people. It just yeah, you have a different perspective now. Yeah, 
and I found myself doing a lot of that too. And that was part of the awareness and education that we, you know, Felicia, and I think mm-hmm. I told Felicia this one time, I came back from a doctor's appointment. And, um, there was someone in there and I immediately judged him because all I could see in my head was, I know what kind of house they live in. No, oh, yeah. I've been in that house. Mm-hmm. And I immediately judged him. Yeah. I was like, man, this is not me. I was never this negative mm-hmm. towards everybody. Yeah. And it used to be this person. I used to at least be kind. Mm-hmm. At least give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. So I wish people could start to, there was some sort of way we could do an honest evaluation. People could see the symptoms a little easier. Mm-hmm. And then I think people would start to realize that it, more of us are affected than they think. Oh, absolutely. Maybe in small ways. I mean, I got guys mm-hmm. that have been in the service or one way or another in a year and they're talk about really bad calls um, mm-hmm. that are sticking with them. They're like, I feel bad, man, for asking you this, but, you know, this is bothering me. And I, I've only been not really even doing this that long. I was like, dude, do not feel bad because you'll end mm-hmm. up somewhere like you were me and 15, 16 years in. and Or even sooner than that because, like we said, the call volume and oh, types yeah. of calls have changed. Like, calls are like, oh, yeah. There was yeah. an incident recently and one of the guys that I got, he was like a seasonal. He'd literally only done like one season. I think he was uh-huh. in like, he was finishing up his first or going like finishing up his second. He was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's it's getting it's, rough out there. We have been getting them like young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lately, you which I which I think is really good. Yeah, it's great. Like I have I have a really young guy that's already had numerous calls that usually you have that many of those type of calls your whole career maybe your whole career yeah Yeah. and this guy's still super young yeah and he's like so i don't know but i just think maybe i should talk to somebody i'm like yeah yeah let's make sure you have a full career yeah because the stuff you've seen in your tiny career is the norm for when somebody retires yeah that's how much he's already seen. And that's, yeah, the call volume is changing. The types of calls are changing, right? Mm-hmm. So to get in young and get in front of it so that, you know, we have these first responders that actually make it through a career. Absolutely. And make I, it seasonals yeah. that make it past two not, years, But right? not just make it through the career. Um, but thrive. Healthily. And like yeah. healthy. Thrive. Yeah, and have, still and, be and happy. Maybe, maybe if we can get this information out, we can bring the divorce rate down. Yeah. I yeah, mean, that'd I, be great. Yeah. Or people that just live at work because they hate their home life. Like, mm-hmm. Apartments are riddled with all those guys. Like, oh, yeah. Because, you know, like I said earlier, the guys at the station and the job understand yeah. me more than going home. Mm-hmm. They don't know why I'm so anal about the way the trash cans lined up. I don't know. Some, or someone told me that they were pissed off because the vacuum lines were different and, and <laughs> on the carpet. Did yeah. you talk to my dad? <laughs> uh, he would but, say, you didn't vacuum. I don't see the lines. I vacuumed an hour ago. We walked in the living room. <laughs> do it again you probably said okay okay I'll... nut job <laughs> didn't you paint the baseboards like twice last month uh, yeah, don't judge me <laughs> <laughs> you're judging him that was old him oh okay fair enough he doesn't do that now he has his moments but twice last okay. month I'm making things up no he's teasing me okay <laughs> like what the fuck are you doing just She's going around start providing me free therapy <laughs> I mean, like are you just going around fucking kicking your baseboards on purpose so you have something to paint i'm concerned i feel like my kids do probably <laughs> it's like an inch thick of paint like are you sanding that down a little at least i do sand okay yeah. as necessary because you can't just keep painting mm-hmm. no i, I think <laughs> i think getting these guys young and getting the information in there is oh good. yeah it's because i like it's i said great 
it's not just the and getting through the career it's the thriving yeah. part and yeah, being able like to healthy having coping skills dealing with yes. things like alcohol is not one of them no doing things in a healthy way <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so is there any <laughs> final thoughts that you have or anything that we haven't covered that you think is important uh, for our listeners to hear no I, I i just really think that if if you've thought about it call somebody that's been through the therapy okay and talk to them first if you're nervous about it mm-hmm. um if you have some guys that are already talking to you about it and saying, hey, man, are you okay? Uh, it's probably definitely time to at least get an EAP going and, and take the time for yourself and just kind of find out. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. it's something else that's stressing you out. Maybe it's not work. Yeah. To, you know, sometimes outside things can drastically increase your work stress or vice yeah. versa, right? So yeah. I just think the guys need to not be so worried about what the department thinks. I've heard a lot of that. Guys oh, yeah. don't want to, they don't want, or my department's so bad on people in comp, or they don't subscribe to this thing, and, well, number one, it's illegal. Right, yeah. Number mm-hmm. two, how's your home life? You guys mm-hmm. doing all right? How's your work life? You know? Mm-hmm. When one starts going, the other one probably starts going, too. Yeah. that's something I noticed. Yeah. I strongly encourage, just at least get the conversation going, and if you're scared, don't be, because while they are semi-aggressive in their tactics not semi-aggressive but everyone here is great and even if you don't come here get to somebody at least start mm-hmm. a conversation kind of partially here because all of you guys have been awesome but <laughs> well, there's plenty of well i shouldn't say there's plenty of therapists but there's definitely therapists up and down our state mm-hmm. who somewhat work with first responders you guys and... feed the retreat people really well yes we do we very like well food. Although we don't really eat at the retreats anymore because I'm so burnt out on our menu, but it's fine. Yeah, we start eating. We've started eating other things. Yeah. So we're like, ugh. Darn good food. Once again. a week, this for two years now. Yeah. Okay, one one final question I want to ask. Okay. Because nobody ever responds to this. We okay. ask at the end of every episode and nobody fucking says anything. Okay. What is something you would like us to talk about on future episodes? I would like you guys to dive into the early guys. Guys that are coming into the fire service. Okay. Hey, maybe, or, or I don't know if you guys have done this. I think I saw a spouse episode. Mm-hmm. We are need. We need to get a guest, a spouse guest speaker. Wow. That was really hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. You still need your other cup of coffee. <laughs> I haven't drank it yet. A spouse. And we did, um, did you ever send out, I need to check on that. I think you sent to me that, a survey. That survey. I think I, I filled it out. Did you send it out? Send it out. Oh, send it out? Yeah, you yeah, can send, send it, out. it out. We need more guys to actually fill, fill it, it out. out. Yeah. Got it. By the way, if you're listening, we have a survey going on. It's posted to our Instagram. I can post it to our stories, but I think yeah, it's we'll also it linked in our info section. So it's just a couple of questions about. Yeah, it's like eight questions. Yeah, it's, it's short. And there's when you first open it, it'll ask for your email. You can just skip that. You don't have to put in your email. Yeah. It's completely anonymous. anonymous. That's what I'm looking for. Words are hard. Yeah, they are. They, you know, I would say it's Friday, but it's not. It's only (laughs) Wednesday. (laughs) No, it. I I definitely think the early education thing. And um, did you? Do you guys have a spouse episode? We have. We do, but relationships, but we don't have like. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, I think if you really get something out there, like talking to them directly, like in a way of understanding, Mm -hmm. on, on on their terms, what they're probably seeing. Like those are the two things: a spouse episode and one for people getting into service. Okay. 
We could do that. Resources they have. Because there's, you guys have talked to us about all these other resources that we've never heard of. Mm -hmm. Ever. Like, we didn't know that any of this stuff existed. Yeah. The retreat you were talking about down south. Mm -hmm. No, we don't know anything about it. Mm Mm-hmm. And that would be great to some people that don't even want to maybe participate in some things. Yeah. But it's a good family thing, like you were talking about, to get yeah, them exactly. to go down there. Oh, yeah. Like a good grazing over. Oh, hey, maybe we'll have to, to add go that over to my that again soon, too, because it's coming up in March. It's once a year, the fire family house retreat. Yes. The family firehouse retreat. Yes. Anyways, we need to touch again on that soon. Yeah. But I was waiting to get more responses on that survey because it, it is focused around you know new just just entering mm-hmm. yes but you if know, you're older you can go ahead and do that too yeah we want people like across across the years how many years you've been in in the we'll call it the service how many years you've been in the public service safety. and public safety yeah That's right. yeah just just to get a, a good you know amount of information from everyone across because it's different when you've been in for five years versus 20 versus 30 right is it though because it doesn't seem like i mean you said it yourself that it's starting to change you're seeing more guys at five years than it is it has changed a lot but the mentality behind stuff that follows these different these guys that enter at like different it's like a generational thing like the younger guys and the way that they view the career typically at least for what I see is very mm-hmm. different than say the guys that have been in for 20 years and not just mental health wise, but just as they, how they see the career, how they see mm-hmm. admin, for example, yeah. how they see, what's the worst thing you ever seen? You know, um, yeah, the mm-hmm. worst type of thing. Or even like, if you talk to guys about who they're working with, I see a difference between like when older guys are talking about the younger generation coming in versus the younger generation yeah. talking about the older guys. There is some yeah. pretty stark differences when you really, Mm-hmm. like get into the nitty-gritty and details. the way this like survey is set up i can take all the people that have like 20 plus years so people you know picture all those salty fuckers that have the mental health stigma yeah. and we're and not saying say, you're all oh, salty by the way <laughs> like all of these guys with 20 plus years say this is what you should do yes yeah like this is what is good for you and they do wish they did these things um mm-hmm. yeah not that they're all salty fuckers but for example it's, <laughs> it's just leaving that impact on whoever's coming mm-hmm. in right yeah I think it's I, good to hear across the board. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, it, it all reaffirms your education too, right? And that's that's kind of what it, the purpose of it is. So yeah. I think having all those people saying that is great. Yes. And having the guest speakers, everyone that's come through is great mm-hmm. too. I think that really helped me because you have some guys all over the board. Yeah. And helps you personalize with them, I guess is the word. So we'll have to talk about the... Fire Family House Retreat again. Mm-hmm. We'll hit on spouses, and hopefully we get an episode out for, you know, people just coming into fire, mm-hmm. law enforcement, corrections, whatever it is, and yeah. get some information out for those guys. Yeah, that'd be great. I, I, I can think of a few people that would love that. Okay. Good. Well, thanks for joining us today Absolutely. willingly. My pleasure. <laughs> Semi-willingly. <laughs> willingly. It was definitely willingly. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening in. Thanks for listening to 7525. This podcast is in no way affiliated with any other business or entity. 
As a reminder, this podcast does not take the place of mental health treatment. If you or someone you love is struggling, please contact the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. You can also visit their website at suicideprevention.org. If you are looking for a therapist, you may be able to locate one on psychologytoday.com. You can find us at 75.25 on Instagram or 75 backslash 25 on Facebook. 75 is spelled out, 25 numerical.